The following is a presentation of Cover Your Assets and is offered by Rooker Financial Coaching and Consulting. You're trying to build your income, your business, your life. Challenges are all around you. It seems so overwhelming. People are depending on you. Who do you listen to? Where can you go to find honest, useful information? Todd Rooker. For decades, Todd Rooker has been teaching professional education to attorneys, CPAs, bankers, and financial advisors. Rooker Financial Consulting offers advice and coaching to consumers, business owners, and financial professionals on every topic imaginable. If you truly want to succeed, sit back and find out how to cover and build your assets. Here's nationally renowned speaker and expert getting you on the path to financial strength and wealth, Todd Rooker. There we go. Good morning, folks. How you doing? Welcome to Cover Your Assets. If you are following over or cover, uh, kind of falling over from Jason Walgrave's show, I so appreciate it, and I'm going to try to keep your attention as best I can. Uh, if you did listen to Jason's show, I just got to say that uh, the nice things that Jason says about me, I almost, um, I almost, I'm, I'm so dumbfounded when I listen. I always do on my way into the studio, listen to his show as I come in and uh, you know just just very nice Jason is is seriously one of the nicest guys in the world love this guy to death Mike Overson as well and uh, these guys are legitimately my friends and I I just can't help but uh, reciprocate and say what a great guy Jason is and if you're considering hiring somebody to do your real estate mortgage these guys are the best they just really are um, and I said my clients to them. I have infinite uh, belief in the way they'll handle things. And uh, if things go wrong, they're there to, to pick up the pieces. So I don't want to belabor this too much, but Jason Walgrave and Mike Overson, just great guys. Anyway, shows about asset protection this morning. And asset protection is something that frankly is lost on most people. Uh, in fact, most don't even consider the asset protection. Not certain that most people even know what it is, uh, maybe maybe vaguely. Uh, and in fact, when I work with my clients, they're often perplexed by my consideration for protecting them. Uh, they, they just don't understand why it's such a big deal, you know, and I'll stand on things. And perfect example, most recently, I just had a client of mine who qualified for a loan on a commercial building. And in the commercial loan, uh, it, just the proposal uh, where he has to put a substantial amount of money down for the bank to begin, uh, <clears throat> they had a, a, re a request for his wife's signature. Now, they are married, obviously, uh, but she is not on the business structure at all. In other words, she's not a member of the LLC. She's not a shareholder of the S Corp, whichever one it is. Um, and uh, so he's a single member LLC, if I'm not mistaken, or at least he owns 100% of the shares of the S Corp. So the reason to put her on the loan, why would that be? Now, many of you would say, well, by goodness, I want to be on the loan if I'm the spouse or if I'm the significant other or if I'm the partner. And I would disagree with that. Adamantly. Yeah, I would say, no, you don't. Yeah, right. And and the reason is because being on it, per se, you might think that protects you so that if anything goes wrong in the relationship as a result of maybe a divorce or a partnership breakup, which, you know, they're kind of the same thing, um, 
you want to make sure, by goodness, that uh, you you get your piece of the action. Yeah, well, that's not what this is about. This is about you guaranteeing and being responsible for the loan and the financing. So when things go wrong, your credit and your finances get attacked. And, you know, the reality is I could be in ownership of something and my spouse can have a loan against something. But if things go wrong and I'm unable, my spouse is unable to pay that loan, it will not affect my credit unless I am a guarantor of the repayment of that debt. Now, there are assets that we might hold in common, which <laughs> that's another problem. Uh, and so uh, my assets or a portion of my assets might be under attack. But remember, if I own 50% and it's actually specific to 50% ownership position in something, if that person fails, defaults on a loan, the only portion that can be attacked is what they own, not what I own, because I'm not a guarantor. I didn't step up and make the promise in that promissory note, the loan, to repay the debt. And so that's very important when you sign these things. Well, listen, guys, if you're listening to this, I'll bet that concept is just lost on you and most of the people you know. It's a big deal. It's a really big deal. And so right from the very beginning, and I'm certain I'll say this again later on in the show, be mindful of everything that you sign and how it ties you to things. And again, being married, just want to be specific, being married does not commingle your finances and does not necessarily tie you to your spouse's or significant other's obligations. You do that when you sign. You do that when you become a member of that business. You do that in many different ways that, again, you're probably not even conscious of and you're more concerned about being a part of things and getting your piece of the action and less about if anything should ever go wrong because, hey, why would we ever worry about that? Right, so correct me if I'm wrong here, Todd, but my, my understanding is it it works the opposite way automatically. Um, your Your assets become commingled in the sense that you know, assuming no prenuptial agreement or any of that kind of stuff, uh, you get married and now your assets are shared, but your liabilities are not automatically shared. Uh, your 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 assets aren't even necessarily shared either. We're not a community property state. We do have a caveat when it comes to real estate. So, but but in answer to your question, that is correct. The liabilities are not shared as a result of being being uh, a legally married uh, spouse. Not at all. Uh, but you make it that way. Uh, and again, unwittingly, you know, you walk into a bank and heck, you're not even married yet, but you're with your boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other, and you both want to be on the bank account. Well, why do you need to have a joint bank account? Well, because the bank encourages you to do that. Well, it's a mistake. <laughs> it's a mistake. Um, another one. Hey, well, you want to always talk to a banker. And look, I, I have Alicia Webb, who I love to death, and Village Bank, who, which I love to death, all the people there. But every bank on the planet seemingly wants you to, uh, wants you to, uh, you know, put all your business with one bank. And of course they do. That's the business they're in. But remember, when you do that, now every asset that you have is commingled in the new loan that you're just applying for right now. And if anything should go wrong, you are locked up, lock, stock, and barrel. So be mindful of these things. And again, people aren't. They're just not. And I make a point about these things. And I know people are kind of going, well, come on. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, the hell it isn't. It is a big deal. It is. And so be conscious of that. Now, I'll, I'll give you a little background as to maybe why I feel this way. I grew up on a farm. 
And some of you who listen, thank you for that uh, on a regular basis. No. And so I uh, when I first got involved in the financial industry, I got involved at a time that is memorable, not unlike the real estate crisis that we just went through, say, 2008, 2009 to 2011 or 12. Most of you who are listening, I, I suspect, maybe not if you're younger, uh, recall those days. And it was it was quite a storm. Uh, in what happened in real estate. Well, I'll tell you that I believe, because I'm from a farm, that the farming crisis of the 80s was actually worse and more impacting and more dramatic. And the one thing you have to be aware of is that farmers are tied to the land emotionally in a way that people who aren't farmers cannot fully appreciate and understand. You grow up uh, knowing that you will probably inherit that land. And when you do, it's never really yours, but you're simply a caretaker who will be providing and passing it on to the next generation. Your job in so much is to take good care of it, be a good steward, and pass it on to the next generation better than you found it. And the whole handshake is your bond and do the right thing is also impressed upon you, as well as pay your bills on time and don't owe anybody any money. But, you know, if you want to build a business, if you want to build a farm, you're going to wind up doing business with banks and having loans and financing. So those people often have a lot of value in assets in their name. And I'm saying in their name because they really don't look at it as an asset to be sold ever. When you're when you're not a farmer, you say, well, if they have problems, just sell the land and you'll be fine, thank you very much. That's because you're not a farmer. That's because you don't get it. And you never will, really. But those far, those farmers often might have a lot of assets in value should they go to sell them. However, they are cash poor at any given time because farming, believe it or not, is not really that lucrative a business. As a matter of fact, when I look at farming as a business, I think it's a terrible business. Uh, and, and that's, you know, I'm aware we came off just recently some really good times for the farmers and now they're dealing with struggles again. And I'll just tell you overall, you know, to be able to buy a piece of land today, to be able to buy all the equipment to farm it, to put all your faith in what's going to happen in the weather, something you have no control over, and then to eke out a reasonable living with that type of risk is not something that's going to appeal to a lot of people. But when you're born into it, you are. Well, I went to battle with these people when they were in compromised positions, when they had loans and financing, because when I went, when I graduated from high school, and I and many of my friends went away to college. They taught at the ag colleges how to leverage the farm to build the farm business. And so the young whippersnappers went away to school. And of course, their parents wanted them to be better and smarter than they were. And those professors in ag college were teaching them how to do that. Well, then the inflation came and the farm crisis came. And now they had all this this uh, asset value, their farms on the line, collateralized against these loans that they could not afford to pay. And it all went sideways. And I watched people bawling their eyes out while the their farms and their equipment were being liquidated in their front yards while mom and dad were walking around with all their neighbors sitting on folding chairs in their front yard, serving coffee and cookies and donuts with tears streaming down their face. And let me tell you what, it had a profound effect on me. So when I think about asset protection, I am incapable of not thinking about what happens if something goes wrong. And what I'm trying to say in all of this is I'm trying to impart some of this on you and maybe pulling a, a little emotion out of you here because when it happens to you, 
whether it was statistically improbable and and the the likelihood was minimal doesn't matter when it happens. You know, hey, there's a 90% chance this is never going to happen. But if you're in that 10% happening to you, you really don't care about the percentage, do you? So you want to prepare for these things. And, uh, you know, the, the this work, as I say, had a dramatic effect on me. And so I want you to know that if you're a business person or just a consumer who's trying to pay for things, you know, maybe buy your own home, maybe buy investment properties, maybe buy yourself a lake home. You want to be conscious of if something should go wrong, what will you lose and what will you keep? And if that happens, God forbid you don't want it to, well, at least you know how to deal with it and how to pull the lever and pull the trigger. But the issue for a lot of people is that they really don't know how to pull that lever. They really aren't prepared for it at all, and they wind up like a deer in the headlights. So uh, because of, you know, an oversight in what you signed, you know, I just said be mindful. Well, people aren't, you know, and then they forgive me, talk to all their dumb, dumb friends who aren't mindful of it either. So they just think it's a minor thing to sign these documents, or they go on the Internet and get gather some information from, frankly, oftentimes people who are selling things who really have a bias and aren't, aren't conscious of the asset protection element and everybody else they know does it too and then something goes wrong and you know nothing ever goes wrong until it does and it can be as a result of multitudes of things and then these people who are just like you who wanted to do the right thing you know pay their bills on time do the right thing and they have no idea what to do and so they find themselves in a war, in a battle. And that battle basically boils down to this. They're honest, maybe good people, but they don't want to lose everything. They want to know that, okay, if I made a mistake, if if something happened that I had no control over, I'm not trying to stiff anybody. I'm not trying to be a bad person, but I'm hopeful that I have something on the other side of this disaster when it's over so that I can begin my life again. That's really what we're talking about. We're talking about asset protection, and the simple concept is that the more that you have on the other side of a catastrophe and the knowledge that you will possess, never forget that you know the assets i talk about physical assets a lot because if you listen to me frequently you know i'm a huge asset of physical assets as of as opposed to paper investment assets i'm really an advocate of owning physical things but <clears throat> those those physical things are out in the open And often those physical things do not have exemptions through bankruptcy or through homestead acts and things that would otherwise give you the ability to protect them. So when you put those things at risk by by loaning money against them or putting that money out there for frivolous uses, you put that primary roof over your head in jeopardy and you don't even realize it because you don't, you just assume that if you make really good decisions, you'll never have these problems. And the reality is I don't even want to think about it. In fact, if I think about it, I'm probably going to bring it on more quickly. So let's just not talk about it at all. And it's a mistake. So you, you don't want anything to happen. You do want to make intelligent decisions. Don't want to minimize the significance of that because I'm a, I'm a huge advocate of it. But there are instances where things go wrong that you simply don't have any control over at all. And you want to be conscious of when the world goes to crap tomorrow, what am I going to lose and what am I going to keep? So let's take our first break here. 
And let's come back and let's talk about some of the things that you can do to try to protect your assets through your daily activities and your daily interactions in your financial life. So God forbid something does go wrong, you're protected and you have something on the other side so you can use the knowledge that you gleaned, your most valuable asset. Forgive me, that's where I was going. Uh, and I love the physical asset, but nothing takes play, takes the place of the knowledge that you glean that's up there in your head to begin again. If you still have that and you have a few nickels to rub together, believe it or not, you can come back very quickly. Let's take our break. We'll be right back. Does your sump pump run constantly? Do you want to ensure that you never have a damp, musty-smelling basement? These issues are caused by water coming off your roof, draining into your basement. Gutters can resolve these problems. William Foss is the owner of Seamless Solutions. He is honest and trustworthy. He is simply the best. If you need gutters or leaf covers, he is the guy to call. You can call him at 612-834-0664 or go to his website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs like you? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, I would like to welcome you to our village, Village Bank. Hi, I'm Alicia Webb, President and Vice Chair of Village Bank. I'm honored to lead Village Bank, an entrepreneur's bank that was built by an entrepreneur and for entrepreneurs. Starting a business and then maintaining it requires mindset. It's important for business owners to realize that financial statements aren't just for their bankers and accountants. Knowing your numbers will help build the foundation for you and a healthy and successful business. You don't have to be a financial expert nor a banker, but you do need to understand a few key financial documents and metrics to make your business successful. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit us at villagebankonline.com. It takes a village to accomplish your business goals. And be sure to tune in to cover your assets the last Saturday of every month to fill your entrepreneurial cup of ambition and start your Saturday off right with me, Alicia Webb, and our village, Village Bank. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the wow experience. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at jasonwalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out jasonwalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. 
As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, asset protection, that's our show today. So I hope you're listening to me, and I hope I was able to uh, pull a little emotion out of you in that last one, because it really, it is an emotional thing. Uh, it is true that nothing ever goes wrong until it does, right? I mean, and and the point is, you got to prepare in advance because if not, it's too late after something happens. People get involved in businesses, you know, as an example, the restaurant business. Well, listen, it's got a 90% statistical failure rate. The idea that you would enter into loans and financing and take on all kinds of, uh, b- you know, business equipment, uh, food, and be responsible for the cost of all of those things and not be conscious that if something goes wrong, what am I going to lose and what do I keep? To me, is insanity. But I'm telling you, it just isn't a thing for a lot of people. Well, I mean, it comes down to, at its core, it's, you know, don't put something on the line that you can't afford to lose, right? Right, right. I, I feel like that's a relatively basic statement, and most people are going to agree with that. And yet you see uh, people trying to start up their own business or or extend their business, take those kinds of risks all the time. Yep. And if you had a conversation with them outside that context, they'd be like, "Of course, you don't put something online that you can't afford to lose." Sure. And then they go, "Oh, but I've got to I've got to mortgage my house to start this business and and double down on it, and it doesn't matter what the terms are." And it's like, "What yeah. you just said, <laughs> right? Exactly. You know, <laughs> that that is an, a fabulous point, and you're right, and you're right. Uh, you know, remember that when banks make loans." They want collateral that is generally equal to plus, equal to plus, meaning 120, 125% of what that loan or financing is to get that loan. And that means they're going to collateralize, I call it hook, your home and its equity. They're going to wrap you up with unlimited personal guarantees in addition to the business guarantee. And those things, those things have, have great potential to go wrong. And I am aware that you don't want to think this way because you want to be an overcomer. And I'm aware that you're brought up being told that if you want to succeed, you got to take risks. And you know, I say all the time, I reject that whole idea that you have to take risks. There are risks in things that you have no control over, but there's a whole lot of things that you have control over if you would just be conscious of them. And so be aware, what do you lose and what do you keep? I mean, look, if a bank can cross-collateralize every asset you have, instead of having a one, 100.20, 120% collateral position, meaning of the loan for 100000 they have collateralized 125000 that bank would be happy to collateralize 400000 on your $100,000 loan if you're crazy enough to let them do it. Yep. And, 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 and I'm not faulting the bank, because if I'm the bank, 
I am a steward of those funds. I have a fiduciary responsibility for the bank. So I understand their position. You have to understand your position. And when a bank offers you a loan, when a financial institution offers you a loan, be very clear that from the day they do that, they are considering if you default on the loan. You might be going into this not even considering that fact. What might happen if something should go wrong? So you have to. So some of the things that might occur beyond your 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 control that could cause this problem. Uh, business loans. Are you aware that a business loan can be called? Called means that they say, regardless of the fact that this is a five-year loan that balloons in five years, we can call this loan due at any time for any material change in your personal or business financial life. Well, you know the commercials, Todd. It's my money and I want it now. The bank has that ability, too. Right. Sorry, that, that business loan we gave you, that's our money. We want it now. Right. And, and, and right. And when you think about a material change, you have a broad understanding of what that means. There is a whole lot of things in this world that they could very easily say, and if not involved in the situation, you would agree with are material changes in a person's life. And yep. so just like a bar, we reserve the right to refuse service to anybody. They have the ability to call that note due for just about anything that they deem that is a material change. And you got to fight them on it. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, what could be better? Right. What could be better than a court fight with your lender arguing, sorry, this wasn't a material change? Right. Uh-huh. Right. That's, a, that's definitely a situation absolutely. you want to be in as a business owner. But see, Evan, what people do is they come at it with the notion of their home mortgage, which has very exclusive and overreaching protections for the consumer that do not exist in a business. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, going going into the home market area, not only are there protections from, from the bank, there are protections from other types of Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Creditors you know, like, as well. Yeah. Creditors in bankruptcy, you know, you you have rights regarding your home that nothing, nothing comes close to Absolutely. across business and personal lines. Let me expand on that because he's totally right. Let's say I owe you a half a million dollars and I've got a million dollar home with, you, with no mortgage. Let's say you do owe me a half yeah, a million yeah. dollars. <laughs> that sounds really great. So, so you file a lawsuit against me. You win in court. And you file a judgment and you put a lien against my home. Well, a lien is not a mortgage. And so as a result, if I file bankruptcy, I will discharge that obligation. Personally, I no longer own it. And it'll be removed from the title. The lien on the title will be removed as well. And you cannot refile it again for the same thing thereafter. Wow. That type of thing doesn't exist in business. So... If I'm no, in business, what they do is they show up and they go, this is our company. Right. Now. And you have we're no going protection. to liquidate everything. That's right. And or we're going to sell the business whole cloth to a competitor or whatever it is. Well, and so and yes, and I and I don't want to get too sidetracked on this, but the minute the bank concerns themselves with the fact that you might be defaulting, hey, you haven't even defaulted yet. And they send a representative to your business who starts taking pictures of everything in your business because they want to make sure that all those assets and all that inventory doesn't just disappear. It's theirs. You miss a payment, everything in that business is theirs. And that's what they know. So, you know, in a personal loan, if I, if I uh, miss my, lose my job, but I go on to make my home mortgage payments, bank doesn't care. Everybody's fine. But if I start failing in my business, even though I don't miss a payment, 
they can call that note due. So a lot of things. So business loans. Next thing, lawsuits. You know, there's predatory lawsuits. There's there's legitimate lawsuits. You get involved or one of your employees gets involved working, uh, driving one of your vehicles and rear ends somebody and paralyzes them or hurts them dramatically. Or there's just, you know, if you're successful, you got these names on these trucks all over town. Hey, people are out there looking looking to become wealthy simply by suing you. I mean, there's no joke in that. That's absolutely true. So lawsuits, are you prepared for that? And of course, there's lawsuits related to business liability and all kinds of things that surround that as well. So there's that. There's partnerships that blow up. My goodness, folks, marriages have a less than 50% chance of survival. What do you think it's like for business partnerships? And that's why I say partnerships never succeed, and the ones that have succeeded thus far are on, our, are on borrowed time. Now, maybe you disagree with that, but at least prepare should it happen so that it's not a shock when and if it does. Uh, next thing, uh, weather. Hey, weather can have a dramatic impact and change everything for you financially. Divorce. Illness. Hey, you're diagnosed with cancer. You're the primary mover in your business and the bank knows or, or knows that you're not going to be able to conduct business and you're going to start missing payments even though you haven't missed a single payment yet. That's a reason. The economy. We just lived through COVID. You sure as heck nobody predicted that. These are all things that say you got to prepare. Now that doesn't mean you spend your time looking at the ceiling lamenting about what happens. You just simply prepare. So when and if it happens, you know how to go from option A to option B and pull the trigger and you don't lose everything in the process. Let's take another break. We'll be right back talking about how you can prepare for asset protection. Hey, are you considering something exceptional to set your home apart and highlight its curb appeal? How about the rich look of custom copper gutters? Copper gutters are not only beautiful, they also offer timeless durability. William Foss with Gutter Solutions installed my beautiful copper gutters. I get compliments every day. If you're looking for extraordinary craftsmanship and would like to consider something truly special, call him at 612-834-0664 or go to their website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Ask for Billy. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients, while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number, 612-271-4047. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. 
My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. Mike Overson here of Minnesota Home Talk. With today's housing market, buying a house is a competition. To win in a multiple offer situation, you have to work with a local lender who has the reputation of being 100% reliable. Come to the winning team. Get pre-approved for your loan by one of the top lenders in the nation, the Mike Overson Mortgage Team at Luminate Home Loans. We will help you win. Call me at 612-202-8321. That's Mike Overson at 612-202-8321 or go to applywithmike.com. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures, on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer-for-life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412, Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. So, I hope I've illustrated the point, and now I'm going to go into some of the things that you want to do. So, one of the first things, there are people who do come to me exclusively and say, hey, uh, I want you to help me with asset protection. And when they do, I will immediately roll into bankruptcy, and they'll look around and they'll say, why are we talking about bankruptcy? I have no problems. That's why I want to protect my assets. And I say, because that is the last vestige. And if you start from there, then from then on, it becomes easy. Because if I have a significant amount of assets post-bankruptcy, well, then anything I do after that is just gravy on top of that. So worst case scenario for most people is bankruptcy. Now, I got to tell you, it isn't necessarily the worst case scenario, but bankruptcy is a place to start that is logical. Uh, and a lot of people have a hard time with that 
mentally and emotionally. But here's the thing about bankruptcy. There are these things called exemptions. Exemptions means that I get to keep and preserve them through bankruptcy. And even though I discharge the debt obligations that I have from other people, they cannot take away from those exemptable assets that I am able to preserve within a bankruptcy. For instance, the, the house stuff we were talking about personally before. Absolutely. And there are obviously many other examples. Right. And, and it's and it's worth noting that Minnesota has some pretty decent homestead protections or exemptions, wherein other states may not have those same protections. And the way that bankruptcy is approached and the different types of the chapters in bankruptcy uh, may be utilized very differently as a result. So in Minnesota, we have exemptions in one's residence, one one's home of $400,000, which means if I own an $800,000 home and it is here's an operative word, diluted through a half through a $400,000 loan or liability, that means that my equity position is $400,000. That means I can protect all that money. Now, I might have equity above the $400,000, and the reality is they're still going to have one heck of a time ever pushing me out of my home or taking it away, assuming that I'm making payments on that mortgage loan. So what might happen in that regard? Well, if you have what I like to term excess equity above and beyond the exemptable limits, you may have to be set up on a payment arrangement, restitution, therein you have to pay back to the trustee who will then distribute that to your creditors the amount that you have above and beyond the exemptable numbers. That is possible. But remember that if you position yourself properly, being mindful of these things, you can take out loans specifically obligations that are true mortgages, not just loans, but mortgages against that that home and its value to dilute the equity position to an exemptable uh, level so you'll not lose anything. Moreover, if you own a homestead that resides on rural property and it is used for agricultural purposes, you got to have, I believe, more than 30 acres and the land needs to be contiguous in so much as it needs to touch. If that's the case, you can preserve about $1.1 million worth of equity in your homestead farmstead. And you don't need to be a farmer, by the way. You just live on the outskirts of the city where it is zoned rural. And now because you have the farmer next door cash rent or share crop your land pay you to farm it, that is now exemptable for you. And obviously, you might have a farm business as a result of getting paid those dollars. So these are things that you can do. Now, I also talked about the fact that, there, that the, the land is contiguous. But let me tell you something. Maybe you've got some land that is a quarter that's, uh, you know, uh, a mile away. But you take and put a trailer and, and get it subdivided by the city and put a $5,000 trailer on it. Somebody rents from you for a period of time. They've moved out. But when these challenges come, and obviously as a result, of all of this stress, you and your spouse separate. I don't even mean legally separate or legally get divorced, but now one of you moves into that other property. Well, married couples only get these exemptions once under Minnesota exemptions rules. But if you move out into that other property legitimately, now you both 
get the $1 million exemption for the land, as well as having a million dollars in your 401k as exemptable. Hey, that's $2 million per person. That's $4 million. So when you see my name in the paper and you go, ooh, I'm so sorry to hear you filed bankruptcy. And I say, yeah, but I got $4 million. How are you doing? How many people understand this? So that's what bankruptcy can do. But remember, you got to position in advance. you got to be mindful and conscious of it. And I don't mean doing it in a mean-spirited way, but be smart. All right? Next lever or next level of protection is your insurance and its liability. Evan, you understand this, right? Oh, yeah. In- insurance and its liability. Is that my camera over oh, here? Oh, no, that's my camera. Okay. Your, your camera is over <laughs> <Okay>. here. <laughs> and, and so be conscious that liability... Uh, while it may be one of the least expensive per value of coverage that you that you pay for, could very easily be the most important coverage you have within your homeowner policy, your business liability policy, or anything else. Umbrella policy. Umbrella et policy. It's it's staggering to me. Yes, the amount of people that just do not realize. It's it's so penny wise pound foolish. Yes, right. You know, an umbrella <laughs> policy that covers you for for millions of dollars of liability protection that encompasses basically every personal exposure. Absolutely. It's like 400 bucks a year. And, and the, most of the insurance companies need to have all other underlying exposures. Yep. And so if you've got, uh, let's say you've got a single limit liability, known as CSL limit on your homeowners of a half a million dollars, and most likely you have to have a minimum underlying liability on your homeowner to get an umbrella, well, then if you get a million-dollar umbrella, you've actually got $1.5 million worth of coverage. If you've got, you know, same amount on your car, you've got $1.5 million. So it's above and beyond. If it's an aggregate limit, it's $100,000, $300,000 per person, or two fifty, five hundred thousand $500,000 per person. Well, then it works that way, plus the million dollars on top. I'm going to tell you, though, and I suspect Evan's going to agree with me, having a $1 million umbrella policy in today's world is not enough. Yeah, if you're a business owner, if you're someone who's seriously thinking about this and going, $4 million, Todd, you talk about bankruptcy, $4 million isn't enough. No, it's not. If if you're in that position, then you're what you need to be talking about is a $5 million. Well, exactly. Policy. And think about this. People are suing you oftentimes because of their loss of potential income in the future. Yes, if you're, if you, and you don't get to choose, right, who this person is. If that person happens to be a relatively high income earner and you take away 25 years of their most productive years in their lives, think about how much money we're talking about. There's also the other scenario where there's multiple claimants. Right. And that's, that's the thing where this really spirals out of control really quickly because, yeah, it might not be the neurosurgeon that, you know, you rear ended and caused right, right. serious injury to. It might just be a family of four. Right. And all of a sudden, oh, we're talking about a lifetime of healthcare costs for just like, for average Americans, and you have snowballed way past your auto liability limits. And, and in way, adi- way and, and in addition to that, if, if three out of the four are kids, we're talking about unlimited earning potential because right. nobody knows what they could do. So you can make an argument for that. So we're talking about a lot of money. Now, here's the thing you got to be conscious of with insurance. Here again, I'm going to use that term. You better not make any material misrepresentations on that application. Because if you do, that insurance company, look, they, they lose. They re- you, you, we say they represent you, but the reality is they're representing themselves because they got to pay. And simul- it's both. Let's yeah, yeah. just it's say both. it's both. Okay, it's both. But, but here's the thing. If 
when they when they when they go to work on that, and I know people who worked in these departments in the insurance company. We had a, we got uh, Brian Aho, who's the sponsor of the show, and he used to work for State Farm and and represent the company. Oh yeah, well, that company is looking into your policy equally. Uh, aggressively to see if you did make any misrepresentations on that policy because boy oh boy if you did they're going to deny coverage or if there are exclusions specifically excluding that type of occurrence well then you don't have coverage for that and now your insurance company doesn't cover those things there's a couple of pieces of this that i want to touch on real quickly go for it what company you work with absolutely matters uh, you know like I, I won't i won't call out any specific company but some are much better about <sighs> We fight for our claims than others. Right. But they all do have a responsibility to their ownership structure, whether that's a mutual company or shareholders or whatever, that they need to do their due diligence and see if there's potentially fraud right. from, from their insured. Um, and then the other piece of it is this is where it comes down to getting the right advice in the first place. You know, we're talking about umbrella policies. A standard umbrella policy covers a lot of things, but it may not cover every single thing. And, the, you know, like up front, you know, like an umbrella policy will ask you if you're a public figure. If you don't check that box, you know, because you don't think it's true. Well, you know, you really need to understand these policies at the outset. Because otherwise, it turns out, oh, sorry, you are a public figure under our definitions and our terms of this 800-page definitions contract, etc. You do this thing rarely. It's really not worth mentioning. Right. Oh, contrary. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, some, sometimes these things change. Uh, you know, it's was it a material misrepresentation at the time? No. Is it has that situation changed on renewal and nobody thought to ask that question again and stuff? This is what where it comes down. It matters who you work with, think company about, and individual. You, you, you talk about renewals. Think about the loans that you have that renew every three years and every three years you're signing a new document and you may not realize that they just threw in more collateral and you signed it mindlessly. Hey, the first time around you paid your attorney or you paid Todd Rooker a few thousand dollars to go over it intensely, but now you're not going to throw that money away. All they did was look at it and read it and told you to go ahead. Why would you do that a second time? And now things go wrong and now you've got everything collateralized and you don't even know it. Yeah. So, you know, it's just be very conscious. And the other thing I'll say to to Evan's point is that every insurance policy, they're broad in that they generally cover a lot of similar things, but they all have details that are different. And those small, you know, in idiosyncratic details matter to you and your life. So you got to be dealing with somebody who's experienced and knows the ins and outs of these things. So that's your insurance. Now, here's the thing. If your insurance doesn't cover you, what happens then? Well, then they're coming after you. So you're, 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 you look at bankruptcy. You look at your insurance policy and its liability as your lines of defense. What's the next one? The next one might be a business structure. LLC, S-Corp, C-Corp, limited liability partnership. The way that those are structured and the way that you manage those businesses are critical. So many wonderful attorneys will tell you that they're going to charge you three to five thousand dollars to create a business, and you say that's absurd. I can go to the state's website and for two hundred bucks I can create my own. Yeah, I'm an S corp now. I clicked the button. Yeah, right. That's because the value of that entity is not worth the paper it's printed on because of all of the mistakes you made in the way that you managed that business structure. You commingled funds. You didn't take keep annual minutes. 
you, I mean, I can go on and on. I've done it on the show and had shows just on that alone. So many things that you're not aware of that you don't do to legitimize the business and know that when people sue you, your company, more than 50% of the time, they win and pierce the corporate veil and come right through to your personal assets for the very reasons that I'm describing. Let's take another break. We'll be right back talking about the things that you can do to protect your assets. God forbid if something should ever go wrong. We'll be right back. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients, while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How how to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property. How to start, manage, and sell a business. It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching. 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs like you? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, I would like to welcome you to our village, Village Bank. Hi, I'm Alicia Webb, President and Vice Chair of Village Bank. I'm honored to lead Village Bank, an entrepreneur's bank that was built by an entrepreneur and for entrepreneurs. Starting a business and then maintaining it requires mindset. It's important for business owners to realize that financial statements aren't just for their bankers and accountants. Knowing your numbers will help build the foundation for you and a healthy and successful business. You don't have to be a financial expert nor a banker, but you do need to understand a few key financial documents and metrics to make your business successful. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit us at villagebankonline.com. It takes a village to accomplish your business goals. And be sure to tune in to cover your assets the last Saturday of every month. 
to fill your entrepreneurial cup of ambition and start your Saturday off right with me, Alicia Webb, and our village, Village Bank. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. So handling and managing the business or the, the business structure and its governance. As an example, when you make a loan to your business, um, you don't just make a loan and, uh, you know, send some money over there. You actually put notations in your corporate minutes book. Most of you don't even know what that is, even though you have a business. I have and, a corporate seconds book. Yeah. That's the same thing, right? <laughs> that'll, that'll work. That'll work. Um, and you're going to say that account, personal account, blah, 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 is transferring to business account, blah, 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 on this date, this amount of money, you're going to you're gonna record the terms of the loan, even if it's just a five-year balloon with no monthly payments required, and you're going to assign an interest rate to it to legitimize the transaction, and now, when the business pays you that money back, now you're not commingling, and now that business is paying back the loan to you, and you're not going to pay income taxes on it a second time around. I know it sounds so basic, but it's like everything else. Simple doesn't mean easy. I just sent out a message to a whole bunch of people last night and said, just because concepts are simple doesn't mean they're easy unless you do them, you know? And this is very much in that vein. So that's something to be conscious of. Now, the flip side to that is this. What if I own an asset, I have the loan, it is collateralized, but that, that title of that thing is held in a business, and the equity of that, of that asset is a 70% me, 30% uh, uh, someone else who is... Take my comb. Oh. Country road. Oh, my goodness. Wake up and get up with Key, Jay, and Max. The SEC conference is strong. They have partners. Says, I don't want to sell right now, and I don't owe you any money, and you can't do it. That's what I mean by dilution through partnerships or through outstanding loans and liability. And that just flies in the face of people who are adamant about wanting to own everything because really now you're kind of out in the open. Now, I understand that. I grew up on a farm. The whole idea was to have owe nobody any money. and and But see, nobody actually put any thought into that. And I learned that, oh, my goodness, the hard way when things went bad. So be conscious that a business partnership or ownership can be a very 
good tool in terms of asset protection. Again, when something happens, you don't get to do it real quick. You know, hey, you want to file bankruptcy, but you can't have an, uh, an equity in a car of more than, you know, four grand. Okay, wonderful. Here's the problem. You, you have this classic car that's worth 50 grand. So what are you going to do? You're just going to throw it in the person's name and you're going to fix that? Because now you've got a lawsuit pending? No, 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 no. You cannot do that. And even if you were to sell the asset, something you might be able to do, then you better be able to demonstrate reasonable transfer of value in so much as when I sell that car to my best friend, he better have transferred the money or paid me the money in a form of a transparent method, a check, a a bank transfer for the amount of money he paid, which must be reasonable market value into my account. And now I have to show what I did with that money. So it's not as simple as you think. But, you know, you go to the bar and you hear about, yeah, just file bankruptcy and max out your credit cards and all this. It's not true at all. And most of you don't have any intent of doing something like that. And I'm aware of that. But the banter that gets thrown around in general speak and the, and the bar world is just such nonsense. If you understand these things, you set yourself up and you legitimately put things in place to protect yourself. So that dilution is really, really a, po- a powerful thing. Uh, expect things to go wrong. Be mindful of everything that you sign. And I understand if you want to pursue something, it's just like Evan said, I am hell-bent on wanting to to do this thing, to build this business, to, to, to take my, my, you know, uh, trademarked, uh, widget that I created, my patented product to market, and I'm going to do whatever I got to do. Yeah, but you can still be smart. Everything that makes the bank stronger makes your position weaker when something goes wrong. Everything that you put out there that you make available to people makes you weaker. Be mindful. Asset protection. Don't forget every step of the way. Make yourself rich, but don't forget asset protection along the way. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Zero, zero.